Shalom to all. Today's office of Yom Kof Bays. We are starting the seventh line, the third to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sara, Basar Yaakov Maisha, Hernish Shalom Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Freda Chayabela, Basar Yitzchok Tzvi, Hernish Shalom Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Hayeled Yechaskol David Shraga Fivel Ben Yosef Yisrael, his Nishalom Shadav and Aliyah, and he should be Melitz Yosef for his family and all of Klal Yisrael. Now the Mishnah listed minnow and sandal as two types of footwear that if Chalitza is done with them, it's valid. Now the Gemara tells us Amar Rabba, Amar Rav Kahana, Amar Rav, Im Yav Elio, if Eliyahu comes, Vyomer, and he says. Minol, that we're allowed to do chalitza with a minnow, shaymin loy, then we'll listen to him. But if he says, ain chalitza misandal, that we're not allowed to do chalitza with a sandal, ain shaymin loy, no listening to him. Shakavar na go on misandal, because the minnow has already been to do it with a sandal. Rav Yosef Amrav Kahana Amarav, im yavel yof el yonav, he comes to Yom and he says, ain chalitza minnow, do not do chalitza with a minnow, shaymin loy, we'll listen to him. Ain chalitza misandal, ain shaymin loy, if he says, don't do chalitza with a sandal, we're not going to listen to him. Shakavar na go on misandal, because the minnow has already been to do it with a sandal. The Gemara asks, my benayo, what's the difference between these two opinions? The Gemara answers, ikemenayo, the difference between them is minnow. Chatchila, according to Rabbi Bishem Rav Kahan Bishem Rav Chatchila, we should not be using a minnow because his lashon is is that if El Yonav comes and tells us that we're allowed to use a minnow, then we can use it. Mashma, before El Yonav comes and tells us we're allowed to use it, we should not be using it. Whereas Rav Yosef Bishem Rav Kahan Bishem Rav said that if El Yonav comes and tells us not to use a minnow, so then we'll listen to him. Which means El Chatchila, before El Yonav comes and tells us that we're allowed to use a minnow. So the Gemara asks, "Lamadamar fil Chatchila." According to the Madamar, that even Chatchila were allowed to use a minnow. But in our Mishnah says, "Chalitza minnow chalitza sekshera." If Chalitza was done with a minnow, so it's a kosher Chalitza that implies diavid in Chatchila. That only b'diavet it's okay, but l'chatchila we should not be doing so. The Gemara says no. Who adin dafil l'chatchila? Our Mishnah could be read that even l'chatchila you're allowed to use a minnow. Vahedi bani the Mishnah seifa ban pilia chalitzas apsula. Since the next case the Mishnah told us that if an apilia was used it's possible dafil d'diavet. That means even b'diavet it's not a good chalitza. Tanami reisha d'diavet. So to the reisha also use the lashon of b'diavet. And minnow l'chatchila tanahi it's machlekas tanaim whether we're allowed to use a minnow l'chatchila. The time you have a brayzer. Amr biyaser biyaser says pamachas alachli on itzivin one time I went in itzivin. But as he's talking echad I found an elderly man there. Amar tuli I asked him klomata baki. Rabbi Huda ben Basera, you know Rabbi Huda ben Basera at all? Armel, he told me, hey, of course. He's by my table quite often. So I asked him, Klum Reisa Shachalat Biavama, have you ever witnessed him being part of a chalitza? Armel, he told me, Reisa Shachalat Harbe Pa'amim. I saw him be involved in a chalitza many times. So I asked him, Beminol or Besandol, was it with a minnow or a sandal? So Armel, he told me, Are you allowed to do chalitza with a minnow? So Marty Loy, I told him, In Cain, if that's really so, if you're not allowed to use a minnow, so Ma Ra Rab Meir Loimar, why would then Rav Meir say that if she did chalitza with a minnow, it's kosher, and Rabbi Yaakov or Mishmai Rabbi Yaakov says in Rabbi Meir's name, Chalta Minol Chatchila, that Chatchila you're allowed to use a minol. So we see from here that there's Machlekas Tanaim whether you're allowed to use a minol Chatchila. And the Gemara continues to explain, Umad Amr Chatchila Loi. According to Umad Amr, that Chatchila you're not allowed to use a minol. My time, why is that? Elim, if you want to say Mishum to have a panta me'al, panta, the upper part of it is on top of his foot. Va'arkasa me'al de me'al, and the straps of the shoe are on top of that part. Vatara Amr, the Torah says regarding Chalitza me'al, the Vachalta Naaloi me'al ragla. She takes his na'al from off of his foot. Veloi me'al de me'al, not that she takes off two layers. She only takes off one layer. That's why you might say that lechatchila minnow is not allowed to be used because it has two different layers. It first has upper layer and then straps that go on top of that. That can't be the reason because iachi. If so, I feel the avinamiloi. Even b'diavid, we shouldn't be allowed to use it. The Gemara says no. Gezeir misho minnow marufet. The reason why lechatchila we're not allowed to use a minnow is because we have gezeir because of a minnow marufet. Minnow marufet means a torn shoe. A torn minnow can still be worn because of the straps that hold it in place. Therefore, the chamur guys are no doing chalitza even with a regular minnow, lest they end up using a torn one. But again, that's only lechatchila, not b'diavid. But a sandal can't be worn if it's torn. Therefore, there's no gzer by sandal. Or inami. Alternatively, we could say that the reason why lechatchila minol is not allowed to be used mishum chetzi minol because half of a minol, a minol that only covers half of the foot, a person could technically wear that and chalitza would not be kosher even with the evidence in such a case. So therefore, we say lechatchila don't use a minol at all. Now, Amar Rav Rav commented, "Ilav the chamisa lechavivi. If not for the fact that I saw my uncle, his uncle was Rav Chia, the chalitz be sandal the isle shinsen that he did chalitza with a sandal that had straps on it. I know lehavoy chalitzna. I wouldn't do chalitza ella be sandal the taya except with a sandal of an Arab merchant. Demehadik tfei. It's very tight." 
tight, very snug on the foot. And I would say that a sandal that needs straps means that the sandal itself isn't very tight, and therefore it's not kosher for chalitza. However, now that my uncle used it, I see that it's okay. And v'haydi don, in this sandal of ours, afagav de isbe chumarta, even though it has a knot in the front of it, and that helps the shoe stay on the foot, katrinim be misna, we tie a strap or a rope onto the shoe, and that helps tie it to the foot even tighter, so they could be a very good, valid chalitza. It's good when chalitza is done by undoing the straps and then taking off the shoe, and here we have straps and a shoe. And the Gemara continues, Simon, what's the Simon for the next Gemara? Hataras Yavama sandal. The way to matter Yavama is with a sandal. The way that Yavama is permitted to marry someone in the marketplace, meaning to marry someone else other than her Yavam, is by removing the majority of the Ekev of the heel. Once she removes the majority of the heel or the majority of the shoe off of the heel, so then that's already considered a Kasher Chalitza. The Gemara asks Mesfe, we have a brass that tells us, if the straps of the middle or sandal became undone by themselves, she did not undo them. Or he took the majority of his foot out of the shoe and she removed the rest of it. That's a puzzle chalitza. What do we see from here? Time of the shamat who? That's because he took his foot out of the shoe. Hasham tahib that implies if she took his shoe off his foot, chalitza sakshir. It's a kasher chalitza. But what do we learn from here? Rav regel in rav ekev loy. Only the majority of the foot, not the majority of the heel. So the gemara says no. Haini rav regel, haini rav ekev. The majority of the foot and the majority of the heel is the same thing. So we ask about my correlate rav regel. Why is it being called rav regel? Meaning why are we calling rav ekev rav regel? The answer is. The entire power of the leg rests on the heel, so we're calling the heel the majority of the foot. He says, Whether he untied the sandal and she took it off, or she untied it and he took it off, that's a puzzle. She has to untie the straps and she has to take it off. Now, by Ravyani, Ravyani asks, Let's say she tore the shoe off of his foot. Let's say she burned the shoe off of his foot. Do we just have to reveal? Reveal his foot, and over here, his foot is revealed. Perhaps we need her to remove the shoe off the foot, and she didn't remove the shoe off the foot. She burned it or she tore it. So the Gemara answer is Teiku. We're going to have to wait for Navi to come and answer that. Let's say he was wearing two shoes, one on top of another. Is that a kosher chalitza? The Gemara says, What's the case? If you want to say that she took off the upper shoe, but the lower shoe, meaning the one that was attached to his foot, was still there, so my al the Torah says she has to take the shoe off of his foot, and not that which is on top of the shoe off of his foot. If his shoe is still on his foot, that's not considered doing chalitza, even though she took off the upper shoe. So Gemara says, She tore the upper shoe, She removed the lower shoe, but the upper shoe is still hanging somewhat on his foot. Do we have to remove the shoe? And she removed the shoe. Perhaps his foot has to be revealed, and his foot is not revealed, because he still has the upper shoe on top of his foot. So Gemara asks, do we even have such a scenario? People don't wear two shoes. So Gemara says, and yes, we do. The Rabbanon saw the Rav Yehuda went out with five pairs of soft shoes out to the marketplace, so we see that it is something that could be done wearing numerous pairs of shoes, and therefore we have this question. And another member, Yehuda grew up among the brothers. Her husband died when she was very young, so her husband's brothers raised her. Even in such a situation, she's allowed to marry one of the brothers. Wouldn't have to be that at one point in time she took off one of their shoes, affecting a chalitza. The Gemara says, That's only because we never saw her take off a shoe. But if at one point in time we saw that she took off one of their shoes, then we have to be that there was a proper chalitza here. The Gemara says, How could that be? Whether he had kavana for chalitza, but she didn't have kavana, or she had kavana for chalitza, but he had no kavana for chalitza, it's a apostle chalitza, until both of them have kavana for chalitza. So even if we saw her take one of the brother in law's 
those shoes off, that doesn't mean that there's a chalitza here. So Gemara says, no, this is what we're saying. Even though we saw her take a shoe off, Ein wouldn't have to suspect Shema Kivnu that both of them had kavana, and therefore there's no chalitza here. She's allowed to marry one of the brothers. Now, some say this is the inference we're supposed to make. The only reason why she's allowed to marry one of the brothers is because we never saw her take off a shoe. But if we saw her take off a shoe, we have to be chashish there was a chalitza there. With the katana by kavana, and that which you have a brass that says that both of them have to have kavana, that's only in order to allow her to marry someone else, both of them can be kavana. But even if only one of them had kavana, that would still passle her to the brother. Now, review Dom Rav, another memo. Sandal hatafar peshton, a sandal which is sewn with linen, which means that either the inner lining was linen or the stitching of the shoe was linen. Ain chalitzim by we're not allowed to do chalitz with it. Shneir because the pasuk says va'analech tochash and I will clothe your feet with animal hide, which means that the shoe has to be made completely out of leather, not out of something else. The Gemara suggests ve'ema tachash in midiachrin loy. Perhaps it has to be made specifically out of tachash skin and not out of any other type of leather. The Gemara says no, na'al na'al riba. We have a riboy na'al here, na'al there, and therefore it could be any sort of leather. The Gemara asks e na'al na'al riba afil kol milinami. If you're going to say that we're comparing the word na'al here or na'al there, perhaps it could be any sort of shoe and it doesn't have to be made out of leather. The Gemara says to that im kain tachash mayahaniway. Then what would we need the word tachash for? It must be the word tachash tells us it has to be made out of leather. It could be any sort of leather, but it's got to be leather. Let's say the shoe itself is made out of leather, but the straps of the shoe are made out of animal hair. Mahu, what's the halacha? Are we allowed to use it for chalitza? Armalei says, Wouldn't we say about such a shoe, hide of an animal also has hair growing out of it, so we're allowed to use hair for the straps. The Gemara says, If so, cool shall say or nami. Then we should be allowed to use a shoe that the entirety of it is made out of this animal hair, and it shouldn't have to have any leather in it. The Gemara says, No, who? Karka Mikri. That's a type of shoe which is called a karka shoe. That's not a standard mineral. That's a strange type of mineral called karka, and therefore you can't use that type of shoe for chalitza. And now the Gemara asks a fundamental question on chalitza. How do we know that when the Pasuk says it means that she should remove his shoe from his foot? Is that because it says in the Pasuk that they should remove the stones that have the negat saras? It's talking about that when we have a house that has saras on it, so the stones that have saras have to be removed. So we see that the word v'chaltu means to remove. Is that the reason why we have to remove the shoe from the foot for chalitza? The Amos Ruzihu, perhaps Lashon of v'chaltu is a Lashon of preparing or readying. Dechsev, because the Pasuk says, Hey, chaltu me'etchem, anashon matzava. You should prepare from among yourselves men for the army. So perhaps chalitza is preparing his foot, meaning putting the shoe on the foot, not taking it off the foot. The Gemara says, No, hasam nami shlufim beis alakarva. Over there, when we're talking about preparing soldiers for the army, what are we doing? We're removing them from their houses for the battle. So we see that chalitza is a Lashon of removing. The Gemara asks, but we have another pasuk that says he will support the poor person in his poverty. So we see a lashon of chalitza is supporting. So Gemara says no over there also with the merit of his poverty he's being removed from Gehenim. So again chalitza is a lashon of removing. But we continue asking El the pasuk tells us the Malch of Hashem encamps around those who fear him and supports them. So we see from here it's a lashon of support. The Gemara says no the schar of those that fear him is that they're saved from the din of Gehenim meaning they're removed from Gehenim. The Gemara is asking, El HaDechsev, we have a pasuk that tells us, Vatz and he will strengthen your bones. Vamar Belazer, Zuma Ula Brachas, this is the greatest bracha. And Vamar Rava, Rava tells us, Zeruze Garmi, this is talking about strengthening of bones. So we see it doesn't mean removing, it means strengthening or putting on a shoe. So Gemara says, you're right, in Mashmahachi, the word Chalitza can mean strengthening or putting on or removing. But the Hach over here, when we're talking about Chalitza, Isak Datech Zeruzehu, if you want to say that we're talking about putting the shoe on the Yavam's foot, in Kane, if that's really so, that she's chaylets his shoe onto his foot, not taking it off his foot. So Gemara says that's not valid. It couldn't say the word baragloi anyway because ikas rechmana baragloi. If the pasuk would have said baragloi, havamina, I would think baragloi in bashukai loy. They were only allowed to do chalitza if his shoe is on his foot, not 
not if it's on his leg. Meaning, if his foot was amputated and his shoe was on his leg, there wouldn't be a valid chalitza. And we know that it is a valid chalitza. Because Rachmana Meal Ragloi, that's why Tara says, Meal Ragloi, even if his shoe is on his leg, it's still a kosher chalitza. So Gemara says that's not true because Imkain Lichter Rachmana Bimeal Ragloi. The Pasuk should have said, from that which is above his foot. My Meal Ragloi. Why does the Pasuk say, from his foot? Shmami no Mishlafu. And must we were talking about removing the shoe from the foot and not putting the shoe onto the foot. And there was a heretic in Apikaris that told Rabbi Gamliel, Your nation that its master removed himself from it, meaning Hashem has removed himself from you. Because the Pasuk says, With their sheep and cattle, they went to go look for Hashem, and he wasn't found. So we see a lashon of Chalitza, Hashem removed himself from the people. So Amrle, he told him, Shaita, what a fool you are. Does it say he did Chalitza to them? It says he got Chalitza from them. And if Yavama took off her own shoe towards the brothers, is that anything? Does that mean anything? No. So Klal was the one that took off their shoe to Hashem, so to speak. But that's not a chalitza. That has no validity to it. Hashem has removed himself from the Jewish people. And we had said the Mishnah about Ampilia, chalitza, subsula, that if she did chalitza with an Ampilia, it's a puzzle chalitza. And an Ampilia is some sort of cloth covering of the foot, very much likened to the sock that we wear nowadays. So if she removed this Ampilia from his foot, that's not a valid chalitza. The Gemara says, Lememer, the Ampilia, lav minalhu. It must be that Ampilia is not a shoe. The same thing in the Mishnah as well. Someone who's coming to donate his machza shekel, he's bringing it to the Besamekdash, he goes into a special chamber. When he goes into that chamber, he's not allowed to wear a pargud chafas, which is a garment that has a seam, because we're afraid that people are going to suspect him that when he walks out, he stole some money from this chamber and he's keeping it in his hem. So he's not allowed to wear a hemmed garment inside, and not with an ampilia, also because people are going to suspect that he stuck money inside the ampilia. And for sure, he's not allowed to go in with a Azara. That's because you're not allowed to even walk into the Azara with a minnow or sandal. So we see from here the reason why he's not allowed to go in with an ampilia is not because it's considered a minnow. The reason why he's not allowed to go in with an ampilia is because we're suspecting that he's going to put money in it. But nothing to do with the fact that it's like a minnow or a sandal. The Gemara asks Raminu, we know regarding him, Kippur, Echad minnow of a sandal, van ampilia, whether we're talking about a minnow, sandal, or ampilia, loy tali behen, loy bias labayas, a person's not allowed to walk around with them on yom kippur from a house to another house, volhemito lamito, not even from one bed to another. So we see that minnow of a sandal and ampilia are the same thing. So Amr he answers that when we're talking about yom kippur, he's not allowed to wear an ampilia, the isbe that's because there are different pieces of cloth or something else inside of it. And that's because it's very enjoyable for him to wear. And on Yom Kippur, you have to make sure that you don't do things of Tainug. I'm like, Rava, Rava asked Siri, Is there any issue of doing something of Tainug on Yom Kippur if it has nothing to do with a shoe? Well, Rabbi Ravuna, wrapped a cloth around his foot on Yom Kippur and he went out and that wasn't a problem. So we see it has nothing to do with Tainug. So Elama Rava, Rava tells us, What's the issue of Ampilia on Yom Kippur? Like Kasha, there's no Kasha. Kan Ampilia shall or Kan Ampilia shall beg once talk about an ampilia that's made out of leather, that's like a shoe, that you're not allowed to wear in Yom Kippur. Our mission is talking about an ampilia that's made out of cloth, and that's not considered a shoe, so therefore you're not allowed to do chalitza with it. And Hachinam is it's logical to say that. If you don't say that, I'll have a steer or Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur. The time you have a bride, so light tile, adam, a kurdikisin, besaych, besay. A person's not allowed to walk around with kurdikisin inside his house. Kurdikisin are undershoes that protected the foot from water. If you take a look at Rashi over here, kurdikisin, a little bit up from where we are in the Gemara, Rashi says something very interesting at the end. He says, they're called undershoes, meaning undershoes. So no walk around with these undershoes inside his house on Yom Kippur. He is allowed to walk around with Anpilin in his house. So what's the difference? Why does this Brisa tell us that he is allowed to wear Anpilin on Yom Kippur, whereas the other Brisa says he's not allowed to? Must be the what's the difference? Then the first Brisa we're talking about an Anpilin made out of leather. That's considered like a shoe you're not allowed to wear on Yom Kippur. The second Brisa is talking about an Anpilin of Beged and that you are allowed to wear on Yom Kippur. We see from here there's a difference between two different types of Anpilin. And Tanya Kavasa 
Rava. We have a brass, so just like Rava. If she did chalitza with a torn shoe that covers the majority of the foot, or the broken sandal that the majority of his foot fits into, with a sandal of some sort of plant, sham and sieve are two different types of plants. They're very hardy, strong plants, and therefore they protect his foot. With the wooden foot of someone who had his leg amputated, the mic with a felt foot covering of sorts, with a foot support, one unable to walk would use their hands to move themselves forward and drag their feet on the ground. They would cover their feet with support. These are considered shoes to the extent the chalitza works with them. With his leather sack-like covering, whether he's standing, sitting, or leaning, or if she does chalitza with a blind person, meaning the yavam is blind, in all these cases, chalitza is kosher. But if she does chalitza with a middle that was torn that does not cover the majority of the foot, with a broken sandal that does not accept the majority of the foot, or with hand supports, this person who's dragging his feet along the ground, he also has supports for his hand. If those were on his foot, that's not considered a shoe. Or with his baguette on pilia, or if she does chalitza with a katan, in all these cases, chalitza is possible. But either which way, we see from the beginning of the brisa that on shalur is considered a shoe to the extent that it's kosher for chalitza. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow continuing to explain the brisa step by step. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.